0: You are now on scene with the Leo Sideshow, the one and only podcast that opens the discussions about what police do and why they do it. We are bringing a fresh new look on the relationship between the police and the public. Now for the part in our show where we must give you a legal disclaimer. Spoiler alert, people in the United States sue other people for just about anything. So therefore, the topics being discussed in the LEO Sideshow are merely the opinions of the hosts and their guests. These topics and discussions are in no way intended to be legal advice for your specific area or incident. Please consult with your local attorney or your local district attorney's office or your local police department for your specific laws and ordinances in your jurisdiction. Welcome to the LEO Sideshow. This is what we'd like to call an after action audit because we take our current events of this that's happening around us in the law enforcement community right now and give the audience and the public our take on what's actually happening and again, why we're here to tell why the police do what they do. Right, Patrick? That's right. Right. That's why we're here. That's why we're spending our Saturday afternoons in an office when I could be out weeding the flower bed.
1: You're you're still going to go do that, though. I am.
0: I'm just going to do it a little bit later. So, yeah. So, uh, yeah, so th- the purpose of this episode is to talk about a recent viral video from NYPD, from the NYPD. And we'll get into that a little bit later. But you know how Pat and I like to Bring in some relevant cases and relevant police word of the day. And I think today's word and case are used daily in police work. So today's word of the day is detention. And no, we're not talking about the detention that Pat was in during high school.
1: Fun fact I only ever got detention once. And that was such a nerd. I know. And that was, that was only. uh well it was actually my senior year p- was it p
0: d a kissing girls in the hallway
1: no it was uh it was actually my third time I was late to our science, our physics class our physics why, class why why were you late um uh, actually i think i was talking- smoking to a in the girl. bathroom no smoking actually,
0: clothes in the bathroom
1: <laughs> I was actually talking to a girl, but I was literally like two seconds late, and the teacher was kind of a
0: well, what would you do if an officer was two seconds late to the lineup?
1: Maybe ask them why they're late. Maybe. They what if some... it was their third time? Okay, well that'd be an issue. But, <laughs> but I never got detention my entire <laughs> my entire career of a student, K through twelve, until my senior year because of that. I was kind yeah. of mad.
0: So I guess it does kind of have the same meaning as what we're going to talk about. So we talk about detention in law enforcement. And a lot of times it comes out as detaining somebody. It's just another form of the word. But uh, it's, it's very, very relevant because uh, after like, around 2015 and on, there's been this new movement, I guess you could call it, where people say, are you being detained? Or ask them if you're being detained or you ask the officer, am I being detained? And that's like a new thing right now. And I think we joked about it uh, in our like, first episode where the guy, where you had somebody say, during a traffic stop, oh, am yeah. I being detained? Uh, yeah, <laughs> you're a subject of an investigation, right?
1: Yeah, you're it's on pretty a obvious yeah.
0: when there's a car behind you with lights and sirens and a full uniform police officer is talking to you, right? But it's not that uh, clear sometimes. So today's word of the day. Uh, Now, I I brought a couple different definitions in here because I think the first one is ridiculous. I mean, I think ever since uh, my first grade class, when the teacher asked me to define something, they had one rule. You can't use the word in your definition of the word. Well, Oxford Dictionary says that the definition of detention is the action of detaining someone or the state of being detained in official custody, which I think is complete BS. How are they doing that? So I saw that and I immediately went to another website where uh, vocabulary.com says that detention is a word for confinement or imprisonment, usually for a short time. And then Merriam-Webster dictionary says that detention is the act of holding back or delaying, which actually is exactly what we're dealing with in law enforcement. And uh, the case that we're going to talk about is Terry v. Ohio, where... Uh, we talk about detention and how officers detain people. And we're going to get into it. But basically, a a detention, detaining somebody is meant to just be for a short amount of time. And a short amount of time is relative or subjective. It doesn't have a set time to it. It doesn't mean it's one minute. It doesn't mean it's five minutes. It could be 10 minutes. Uh, You know, some traffic stops... uh, they last 30 minutes sometimes to write out a couple of different citations. And that's reasonable. That's a reasonable amount of time to detain somebody to write out a traffic citation. I think
1: think reasonable is probably a better way to define our version of detention. And I mean, usually is short, but reasonable is the better way to describe because it's based on all the circumstances and all the surrounding events that are going on.
0: Yeah. Because every, again, like law enforcement and I keep going back to what Kathleen Bope said that, uh, When somebody asks you, well, how long should a traffic stop take you? Well, it depends because every single place or every single incident is completely different. You know, so and God forbid you're training a rookie to write a traffic citation. Then, geez, if you're the unlucky person to get pulled over by a rookie.
1: Yeah, but then the fun part is when you train them and then they write out the whole thing and they're like, yeah, it's done. And then you get to go, "Okay, now rip it up and write again. Yeah, I've done that. It's See, fun. that's
0: some of the things that happen in the uh, police car that, uh, that the public doesn't know about.
1: Yep. But you learn. That's one way to learn. Get yeah. the get this section down. Section. Fine. Yeah,
0: verbiage, fine. Well, you know what? We're probably some of the few, maybe not the few, but so many agencies have turned to digital or like computer yeah. citations.
1: Theoretically, maybe we'll get there in a couple of years.
0: Yeah. If you're if you have anything to do with it.
1: Yeah, we'll see.
0: So, okay, so we're talking about detention, detaining. The, again, huge word in policing because it's actually like one of our levels of uh I don't know what would you call it, levels of detention? Did I just use the 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 definition again in the
1: levels of <laughs> detention, levels like what? Like isn't there a Nick Jonas song called Level or something?
0: <laughs> I don't know. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Level levels of detention. Okay.
0: So the case study of the week. Do you want to get into this? I feel like I feel like I can see that you would love to go in Terry V Ohio.
1: Nah, dude. You you roll with it. I mean I'm the I, ringmaster today. You you are, yeah. You
0: all right. We'll Fra- go into this.
1: Frank wrote wrote up this and I reviewed it, but this is a good case. I mean, it is. It is a landmark case. And Frank will tell you why.
0: So Terry V. Ohio, every single person, all the law enforcement officers listening to the podcast right now, you learn this uh, within the first couple weeks of the academy and you practice it every single day. And for the public out there, this is, like Patrick said, a landmark case, which means that this kind of changed the landscape in policing and changed how we do business. So a lot of these, uh, didn't you have? Didn't you have like a term or a phrase for the these years where all these landmark cases came out? Or this, this? Yeah,
1: I think it was actually. I, I would have to double check this on my history, but it was the. Warren, I think it was Warren era of the. 60-
0: I think that's what you said the last time, right?
1: Yeah, I, I I would have to double check. Actually, I'm, I'm going to do some research right now. But yeah, while the, I talk, you do yeah, some uh, live Warren, research. Warren era of the Supreme Court. I'll look it up. So, Go ahead. in
0: 1963 in Cleveland, Ohio, Officer McFadden <laughs> saw what he believed was two individuals casing a store, and he saw them look into the store window several dozen times. So the officer confronted them and it asked them what they were doing. They gave, and I quote, non-committing, mumbling answers, end quote. And so the officer said, that's it. Spun them around, patted them down. And what did he find? Two pistols. They both had pistols on them. So we have one defendant named John Terry. That's where we get the Terry in the case. And uh, John Terry's counsel attempted to suppress the evidence, which again, this evidence is pretty good evidence. Uh, If he's getting charged with a gun, having that evidence suppressed would probably get him to win the case. So his counsel uh, attempts to suppress the gun, stating that Terry's Fourth Amendment was violated. Now, a refresher for you public out here, the Fourth Amendment is the right against unreasonable search and seizure. So this would be the seizure section of that. The motion to suppress was denied, and it was confirmed all the way through up through uh, SCOTUS, which is the Supreme Court of the United States of America. So uh, let me take a break there. What did you you find out, Pat, or you still need me to talk?
1: Uh, No, actually, it was. I was right. It was during the Warren era. So Warren... Uh chief, was the chief justice. So like the hmm. aka leader of the Supreme court, Earl Warren took the uh, bench in 1953 and remained in office until he retired in 1969. And I believe Terry versus Ohio was right towards the end. What was that? 1968?
0: Well, it was 63. So it, I don't, let me see when it was decided. I think it was six. I want to say 67,
1: 68, something like that. Okay. But uh, anyway, yeah. Like, so like, they they had sign- like historically significant landmark court decisions. This one, Terry versus Ohio. Uh, what's, what's the other one here? This was, um, Oh, Brown versus board of education. Um, uh, Miranda versus Arizona. Um, this, this, was, uh, Matt versus Ohio. Isn't that another, that's another big one.
0: Heck too. yeah. That's a good one. Yeah. Um, we went over that last week or two, a couple weeks ago.
1: Yeah. Gideon versus Wainwright. That's one for having um, mandatory legal representation. Um, yeah. So I mean, big ones, obviously, Matt versus Ohio, Terry versus Ohio, Miranda, Miranda versus Arizona, Gideon versus Wainwright. And, of course, everyone kind of knows Brown versus Board of Education. So, you know, big, big civic cases that he yeah. was in the leader of the Supreme Court. So that's why they call it the Warren Court because it was an era – of landmark U S Supreme court cases. And that was just, you know, and that kind of falls in line with what was going on in our history, as far as civil rights and just kind of the end of the six, the fifties into the sixties and all that kind of stuff. And we have a lot of, a lot of, uh, turnover and,
0: and, and they're, they're landmark because, you know, they just didn't, they, they just weren't, Applicable to that certain case, it's going to it affects it affects every case from then on, and it's still being used today. So we're talking, you know, sixty years later, almost sixty years later, some of these cases. So, but uh, why this one is relevant to today's word of the day, detention, and the viral video is because basically, SCOTUS confirmed that the officer does not need probable cause to stop somebody on the street and talk to them or investigate. So what that means is, uh, and let's let's go over what reasonable suspicion is again. Reasonable sp- suspicion is more than just a hunch, but it's less than probable cause. So uh, reasonable suspicion is what they say, like specific and articulable facts which uh, can be taken together from rational inferences. So you just can't say, "Ah, this guy looks like he's being suspicious. But you also don't have somebody like pointing a finger and saying, they just robbed me. Okay. You are somewhere less than probable cause. So, uh, and that's why this is so important because You know, the police really aren't sure what is going on yet, but we're allowed to investigate. And that's why we're allowed to stop people on the streets and investigate. And it actually allows us to not let that person go until we're done investigating. So, um, So this whole, this Terry v. Ohio has... Uh, shapes how we stop and why we stop. And again, it gives us the reasonableness for how long we can stop somebody, but it, nonetheless, it gives us the right and the ability to stop people on the street and to investigate. Right. Pat, you want to go into some of these other things?
1: Um, yeah. So I guess the best thing, the best way to describe it is it's hard to describe exactly what is reasonable suspicion and what is defined as reasonable suspicion, but a prior, prime example would be like you, you said the thing about, Hey, that guy just robbed me. Okay. Well, we go to a, we go to a robbery of a store and we get a description of a suspect. Okay. Maybe, you know, white male wearing a red hoodie, you know, with blue jeans. Okay. Another officers in the area and then sees a white male, maybe approximately the same age wearing a red hoodie and blue jeans. Okay. That gives that, officer the right to stop and detain that individual. Can he arrest him for the crime? No, because he doesn't have, we don't know if that's the same guy, but based on the description provided from, you know, 911 and maybe the res- original responding officer, we have the right to stop and, you know, detain this guy, ask him questions, ID him. And, you know, if it's a robbery. We're going to be able to pat him down for weapons because, it was a, a, a robbery, and there may be weapons involved. So that's kind of what is a, the easiest example of reasonable suspicion. Do we know that this person was involved in the crime? No, but there we have enough to stop, detain them. We can we can even handcuff them, and we can pat them down for weapons. I guess that's kind of what, what do you think, Frank? That's probably the easiest example to describe as re, what reasonable suspicion is.
0: Right. It, it is. I mean, that was pretty good. And uh, to take it one step further, I, you know, Terry v. Ohio kind of um, fleshed out a couple of different things. And Pat just touched on it there at the end where if we do have reasonable suspicion to believe that this person had just committed a crime, that is one, uh, that's one reason that we can stop and detain you. Yeah. And then we are able to pat you down and check you for weapons if we have reasonable suspicion to believe that you might be armed and dangerous. Now, that's where we get into this whole Terry Frisk uh, thing. And again, this is more police jargon where we talk about Terry Frisking. I'm sure all the LEOs that are listening know what the Terry Frisk is. Some people misinterpret it because they think that they can pat down anybody and everybody for anything. But really, you must... Uh, you must believe or have reasonable suspicion to believe that a crime was just committed and this person's armed and dangerous.
1: Yeah. So I, what you, I guess what you're trying to say is just because you have reasonable suspicion does not necessarily mean you can just pat the guy down. Right.
0: Yeah. People still have rights right. against, uh, you know, being patted yeah. down by the police. Yeah. And then, uh, let's see what else. Do, I have a couple more notes here and then we'll get into the, the meat, of the, of the episode, but, uh, Terry V Ohio. So several smaller cases came out of this, which yeah. went back to Terry V Ohio. So like Michigan V long, uh, basically says that police can, uh, search car compartments based oh, upon is that, is the reason. Wings- is that the
1: wingspan? Case? Yes. Okay. All right. Well, yeah.
0: it's one of, at least one of them, but this yeah. is the, they, and again, this is frisking the lunge area. So, okay. you know, we're talking about officer safety here and if the officer does have reasonable suspicion to believe that this person's armed and dangerous, they can actually search like the wingspan or the lunge area of a vehicle to make sure that there aren't any weapons. So there you go. That's a pretty big case. Uh, I have in here Hyble v. the 6th Judicial District uh, Court of Nevada, which determined if, if, if people who are being detained uh, have the... Uh, I guess can be forced to give their name or ID themselves, and this went all the way up through SCOTUS also. And SCOTUS basically said, "Look, we believe that they should give their name, but we're going to let this up to the states on whether they want to be able to charge or not for this." So now it kind of it was kind of nice that SCOTUS left that up to each individual state to say, "Hey, you know, your state can decide on how you want to do business." And then the uh, the last one that I have written down here, that I think is pretty cool for the public to know is that arizona v johnson says that a driver of a vehicle can be terry frist or like you know padded down again if those other elements are met Articulable but, you know, factors yeah yes. all this come back came back to uh, terry v ohio
1: yeah so when when frank's talking about the wingspan what he means is uh, just to give another example so for the leos know what we're talking about but you get you're behind a vehicle, you know, and it's, and you get asked them to pull over. Well, during that, you can see like the, the driver or even the passenger or any occupant kind of moving around, reaching around uh, what we call as furtive movements. But in reality, you kind of have to define it a little more specifically, such as, you know, you have somebody that keeps reaching in and out of the center console. Okay. Well, at that point, we don't know what the individual is doing. Could they just be, looking for their license or registration ahead of time. Yeah. Could they potentially be stashing a weapon at that point, like a gun or even a knife, you know, regardless. Yeah. That's another possibility. So what what we're allowed to do then is we're allowed to get them out of the car, um, basically take them from that area where they could access a a potential weapon, um, detain them for that short amount of time. Again, we're going to detain them just there and then search that, Compartment or what Frank referred to as the lunge area to make sure that they didn't put a weapon there. And a lot of times, it's not only weapons, but they're going to try to stash drugs. And at that point, it becomes a whole nother ball game, but because then you can do a search of the vehicle. But in reality, our main objective is to do a wingspan or a lunge search for you know a weapon that could potentially harm us. So yes, it's
0: problem. very and you know. And We are going over this not for the law enforcement officers out there, right. but it's over for the public because we want you to understand <clears throat> that that this is the right that the police have, and uh, and you know we're asking you not to be a pain in our butts and to uh, allow us to do our job. And you know what? And there's this is there's a reason why we have the, the the criminal justice system set up. And if you have a problem with how police did business. You, know, you can go to the agency or you can go to the criminal, the the uh, you know the court system to take it up. So moving on, let's talk but about hey,
1: Frank, before the we action. Leave, sorry, I uh, did find a list of all the major criminal procedure cases. And it's actually funny when I talk about the Warren, some of them we went over. So some I didn't talk about. We talked about Brady versus Maryland was one. Uh, mm-hmm. Matt versus Ohio. Miranda versus Arizona. Gideon versus Rainwright. Terry versus Ohio. And all the way back to Katz versus the United States. These are all cases oh, yeah. that were heard during the Warren era, and that's why they're all called landmark cases. So for all you history buffs out there, look up the Warren era, the court.
0: Yes, good good era. Yeah. So it's too bad we couldn't get uh, Zeke on the uh, show for today to talk <laughs> about some of his NYPD brothers, but uh, did you see his his, uh, his April Fool's joke? I did not. That oh, was good. It was Lord. good. He got a lot of people. He, um, he said, uh, he had a picture of himself holding like a congratulations on your retirement. Uh, uh, and he said, you know, Hey, after all these years, you know, I'm, I'm passing the torch to the younger officers. And there was so many comments saying, you know, like what? And, or, you know, congratulations. And he, by the end of the day, he's like, Hey, this is just a April fool's joke. But anyway, we're talking about the NYPD. Uh, again, this, 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 yeah, this, agency with like what 35,000 police officers working in a city of like 11 million or something is, is, is just uh, bound to have more videos and things come up. And, and, you know, as this goes viral across the United States and people may feel that the police acted wrong here, you know, we're, that's why we're going over it today to talk about what's going on and why they did what they did. And, you know, we are Monday morning quarterbacking. Or Saturday afternoon quarterbacking, <laughs> Saturday afternoon. Uh, <laughs> but uh, so basically, we're going to post the video to the show notes, and you can click on it. There's about there's two different videos. They're both pretty short, about uh, two to four minutes long. And basically, what you see is that uh, a female had come upon a uh, an undercover or a plain clothes NYPD officer who had stopped a young black male on the street, uh, on the sidewalk. And the video picks up with these uh, plainclothes officer uh, holding his hand against this young male. Now, you can see in the video <clears throat> that the that the officer has a portable radio Uh, one that you would not find at any like gander mountain or dick's sporting goods store so it looks like a police radio he's got a sidearm on him that's out for everybody to see i can't see any uh like identifiable like badge or anything like that that says police or nypd on him so it uh, is absolutely a plainclothes officer and you can see that uh the officer is looking around for backup. He's talking into his radio. You really can't hear too much of what he's saying, other than just like "stay here, stay here." And then the male keeps saying, "Hey, I committed no crimes. What are you stopping me for?" And the guy's pretty irritated, uh, but the guy is listening to the plainclothes officer. He's not, uh, you know, he's he's, being oh, a, know he's definitely being
1: doing. a he's being a little fidgety.
0: He's being fidgety, and yeah. he uh, he's you know giving the, the lip service to the all officer. All right. But he's not trying to walk away. No. There might be a little bit of physic like, you know, yeah. resistance, but nothing crazy. No. And uh, so then the video ends, and the, then the next video shows that backup now arrives. And again, NYPD doesn't mess around, and like seven cops show up. And it quickly escalates to where they're saying, get down or put your hands behind your back or whatever. And the guy says, you know, kind of like the passive resistance again, like, why, 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 why? Well, you can only say why so many times when the police are telling you to put your hands behind your back before you get taken down to the ground. And this is what you saw in the video. Now you see in the video, there was no punching. There was no kicking. There was no, I mean, there was no, none of that. It was, uh, in my opinion, it looks bad because there's six or seven officers and one person, but in reality, it's not bad. You know, that's that's like business. OK, and like Zeke told you last a couple of weeks ago on the show, you know, he's a big guy and he he lifts weights all the time. And if you follow him on Instagram at Zeke Arkham, uh, he says that even like a 115 pound person can put up a good fight oh, to put him under. I mean, put I, them
1: I under can a can you just from dealing with 100 pound female. They are. Yeah. A, they're a problem. We all know that. You know, yep.
0: If you don't want to be placed under arrest, you don't right. want to, even if you, it, you don't have to be kicking and screaming. You don't have to yep. be, uh, you can just be like, you can, refuse to put your yep. hands behind your back. Yeah.
1: Tense up. You just, what we call, you know, passive resistance. It wouldn't I, at that point, I don't even think it becomes passive passive resistance. Just, just not complying. It would be more like a passive to active where you're act You're purposely tensing up and refusing to comply with orders, you know, put your yeah. hands behind your back. So
0: so the, the video went viral uh, there. I'm sure it went viral because it was a was. Would you say that the officer was white or Hispanic?
1: I mean, I, I'm not going to take a guess. I mean, it, it either was, way. I agree. He was probably either white or Hispanic.
0: I, what I'm trying to get at here is that partially why this may have gone viral is because of the ongoing uh, the race. Uh, Bias or race, race, racism or call for against racism here in the United States. So this is one reason why it might have went viral. The other reason is because, you know, they had these six officers, uh, you know, quote unquote dog pile onto this guy but uh you know then you know a a bunch of people got on to social media and the internet and started saying that you know this guy was illegally detained so we're going over detained in terry v ohio and that's where we get this today so uh personally i think that the nypd acted professionally in everything that they did and uh i
1: I think the the big thing to understand is how we kind of people don't just have to understand that. Not everything is pretty, okay? Sometimes you deal with stuff that it doesn't look great. But, again, like Frank said, it could have gone a lot worse, you know? We, you know? It looks a lot better if we're just, you know, the police are out here just punching the guy in the face. That's not what they're doing. They're trying to get this guy, you know, cuffed up because when you actually watch the video, um, and I don't, what I don't think helped watching it Is the lady that was filming was basically adding all the comments like, you don't have to like I don't you remember what like you don't have to do that or it's just adding into the whole issue of you know provoking this uh, this black male from actively complying with the police.
0: Well, you know, actually, I want to give her a little, you know, where credit's due. At the beginning of the video, she did tell the guy. She said, look, relax. Just yeah, listen to the right. officer. Relax, relax. First. So, yeah, I got to give her props because, hey, thank you. That's exactly what we're looking for. Now, yes, yeah, she did end up turning and saying, hey, ask him if you're being detained. Right. Look, you can ask all day long, but the officer has his hand on your chest and he's saying, don't go anywhere. I'd say you're being detained.
1: We're trying to tell you, you listeners that what detainment means because the majority of people don't actually know what exactly it means. Well, are you detaining me? And I, I my, I, I like to ask, okay, what are the requirements for detaining you? And they're like, uh, <laughs> you know, you, we, we, we have a good cop. And sometimes you'll find that rookie cops are kind of like, uh, kind of questioning their decision-making when in reality, more, more often than not, they have more than enough, you know, we're all, we're usually over cautious on what, on what we have and what we don't have. And when we know, when we have something to detain, if I tell you that I'm the police or you see, I'm the police and I'm telling you, you're being detained. Hey, guess what? You're being detained. You can't move. You know, yeah. we we know what we have. You know, I don't know if and, and did he identify? He, I'm pretty sure he identified himself as a cop at some portion. Well,
0: it. it may he may have, but it yeah. did not happen in and, the video that yeah, we and have.
1: That, and that's the thing you also have to understand is we're only getting one perspective from this video, so we don't. There could be other videos. You know, there's other information you find out with that's that predates this video and by that like the time frame before. You know, other factors that go into it. And we don't know the exact. And we don't know the exact conversation that went in. Yeah.
0: Well, the other thing too, is that, uh, with, with this, the officer and the, the, the person filming the video seemed to have a problem with why the officer wasn't saying why he wasn't being, why he was being detained. And even, even the, the gentleman, you know, had a problem with why he wasn't told why he was being detained, but as an officer, and you know, this too, Pat, that, Depending on the situation and the uh, the uh, the safety of yourself and others, you may not. Yeah, uh, totally you may not want to say why you're
1: detaining the person. Like like you're saying, he's on the radio trying to radio to other officers. You know, he's trying to do like three things at once, so. You may not be able to answer every person, the person you're dealing with questions at that at that point in time. Like, you know, there are times where you may say, Well, they'll ask you, what am I being stopped for? What am I being stopped for? And you know this. Okay, I will tell you a, a, in, as soon as I can. But you're you're on the radio, you're trying to tell other officers what you have, you're trying to find tell them where your location is. You're trying to do all these things at once, whereas that person wants you to just you to focus on them at that point. Well, that's part of what you're doing, but you have other things that you need to get. You also
0: have this female filming you and yelling things at you. So, you know, he's got to watch his back too.
1: Exactly. Because, you know, as soon as that happens, guess what? Everyone else and their mother is going to come out of the woodwork and start surrounding you. And if you're by yourself, you know, you you got to protect yourself. I got to tell you, and you know, this is something that
0: happens in the police profession also where, sometimes you're just like here on the radio, hey, I'm looking for this guy. He's wearing this stuff and that stuff. You jump out and you detain him and you may not, you honestly may not know exactly why you're detaining them only based upon the officer's request. And you know we go over this in the police academy that unless you have reason not to, you're taking that other officer's word as gold and that you can act on that, information from that officer and you know that's where we get this you know brotherhood from where hey i gotta trust in pat to be telling me the correct information so i don't get brought up in some civil suit right i want to you know so if pat's saying hey i want you to stop that guy in the orange shirt like then okay i'll stop the guy in the orange shirt and sometimes i may not know and i'll just say hey hold on and i'll i'll I'll, I'll tell you as soon as as i can
1: yeah uh, but I know you we, we probably see that when you're doing like a drug thing where they'll like ask you to stop that person and you're just trying to, the, 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 what is it? The person running the CI may not know whether or not the deal took place yet or not, but you're, you're having officers stop these individuals because you suspect them of being involved in a drug transaction, but you don't know the factors of what actually took place or whether or not there was a drug transaction. So you have to, again, like he said, you have to rely on each other slash so know who you're working with. And we know the cops that we work with were were like uh yeah yeah well, sometimes now that's few and far between but yeah yeah
0: but you know other things that i took from the video was that you know this guy isn't being hurt he's just hanging out he's standing there it's not it's not like it's pouring down raining it doesn't look like it's crazy windy and cold you know, it's, it's just certain factors. And, you know, the video is two minutes, two and a half minutes long. So the guy has not been detained that long to where I could see him having a valid complaint to uh,
1: being held there.
0: But he's not being hurt. You know, it's good.
1: i blown blown out of proportion and it doesn't help. And I mean, I'll, I'll keep my opinions to myself, but the NYPD hates de Blasio, the mayor of New York City. Like hate would actually be almost... Not giving the due to what the NYPD looks for in but De Blasio, they like hate him like because <laughs> he has not been very supportive of them, and you know, he when he first comes out and says, "Oh, this looks bad, yada, yada, yada. It's like when you have politicians and the people up the higher ups that jump to conclusions before you actually get the facts, that's when it really becomes an issue because in this case, yeah, it may not have looked great, but again, was anybody harmed? You know, no, absolutely not. You know, and you don't know the factors, and we're going to talk about what happened before the actual detainment.
0: Yeah, I mean, right now we still haven't got any facts of the right, case, right? And and you know, we're just we're doing our own Monday morning quarterbacking, not even knowing the facts of the case. But right. I can tell you that how that happened was probably the safest and easiest way for it to happen. Because again, say that that single officer meant to, or was going to take this guy into custody by himself. Well, that probably, depending on how the young male uh, reacted, could have been a knockdown, drag out fight. It could have been, somebody might have gotten injured, uh, you know, the officer or the guy. Having six officers there looks intimidating, but it's, it's, it's sometimes meant to be intimidating so that there is no fight. So that it, you know, people, you know, obey commands. So, but yeah, I think, I think it went, went well. Like, So do you want to know what happened?
1: Uh, well, I'm sure I would like to know. I mean, I didn't know at first, like, just like you guys, if you haven't, if you just saw the video, you know, the facts, that was kind of where I was at because I watched the video. And again, you know, I were involved in this profession. So we kind of know what was going on as far as, you know, this person was probably being det- detained or stopped for a reason. And then this happens because he's not really actively complying. So I, I I kind of, you know, err on the side of caution just from being in the profession, but then you get to know, actually know the facts and you're like, Oh, okay. Well, it kind of makes a little more sense.
0: Yeah. And I think that that's why the video goes viral because some people who want to, who are, who are actually looking to throw up a red flag and say, the police are bad people. And, you know, to take this narrative, but so the facts of the case. Let's let's start at square one. Okay, square one. So there is a thing called Shot Spotter, where depending uh, some agencies and jurisdictions have this technology to where if a gunshot is if a gunshot happens, cameras and or like location devices can tip off the police where the gunshot occurred and that's what happened here in this case. Shotspotter created a call uh, and had uh, NYPD officers respond to a shots fired basically a shots fired incident <clears throat> at a uh, at a park. And it was late night, you can see in the video that it's dark outside. So two NYPD officers start going to this park and they're on foot and they're walking through. And when they approach the there's two males in the park. And as soon as they see the, uh, as soon as the males see the officers, what do they do? They beat feet. Uh, so each officer starts running after this uh, these two people. and then when the one officer stops, the one of the individuals, this video picks up. So you actually find out that this subject who's in the video, is being investigated for shooting a gun in or around a park in New York city. It's late at night. He ran upon the site of police. He's, you know, kind of jaw jacking with the police and, you know, wanting to leave, you know, these facts now kind of change the, the way that you can view this video. And, uh, you know, in my opinion, I think it's like, dude, if I was this officer, I probably would have patted them down immediately. And maybe he did, you know, maybe he did pat him down and uh, we missed that in the video, but I would have patted him down immediately. I would have been calling for units, which he did. And depending on the situation, I may have put him in the cuss right away too. Right. And you know, I'm not going to judge an officer's actions. You know, maybe he felt it was safer to wait for backup to cuff him. Maybe it was his opinion that if he went to cuff him right away, that the fight would have been on and he would have, you know, it would have went down a different way. So, I'm not going to get into that. I think that the officer's actions were fine the way that it happened. I'll tell you that I would have absolutely patted him down if he was a suspect in a shots fired incident and he ran upon the sight of police.
1: Well, gives you a little more background into why you know they the, the officers and the police the group did what they did. Probably puts a little people were understanding that you know put the put the fact that that maybe this guy has a gun on him and 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 put that and you maybe view the situation in a different light as far as the video.
0: Well, not only did he possibly have a gun on him, but he possibly just shot the gun, right. which also you know many people carry guns in the United States, and great, you know we're big Second Amendment advocates. Uh, but there's also some people who are Second Amendment advocates and carry a gun that have never really shot a gun. Well, or maybe have never shot a gun in public, because I can tell you I haven't shot a, a gun in public. It kind of, it, there's a threshold there of, you know, I'll take my gun, I'll shoot it at the range, I'll, you know, shoot it in the backyard. Uh, but shooting a gun in a public park kind of, you take that what do they call it? Like an overt action to say, Hey, maybe I really don't have public safety in mind, or maybe I, you kind of have that little bit more of a reasonable suspicion that maybe this person is involved in some type of criminal activity. So this is where we, it all comes in, together and ties in. So now, you know, say, I don't know what happened. Uh, if I think actually, I, just, I, I think the guy was just cited for a summons.
1: Yeah. He had, uh, he had like some marijuana on him or something. Right.
0: Right. So, You know, whether or not they could prove that he was one who shot in the park. Maybe he was with the other guy. Maybe the other guy had the gun. I don't know. Maybe he was just completely innocent and doesn't like police. And, you know, as soon as the police.
1: That's a a plausible answer, too.
0: Yeah. Maybe he just ran upon sight of police. Who knows? But the uh, this all came together. You know, they're going to file the the citizens complaint against the police. And, you know, maybe this will go into some civil court, or maybe, you know, maybe he'll try to get the marijuana suppressed, even though marijuana is like such a low crime these days. But maybe he'll try to get the marijuana suppressed and he'll say that he was illegally detained. Guess what court case they're going to look at to see if he was illegally detained. They're going to be looking at Terry V. Ohio. And what the officer is going to say, hey, it was late at night. I got a call for shots fired around this park. I went to the park. This guy ran. I went and detained him. And when, you know, we decided to put him under arrest, he resisted, and he was eventually searched and found to have some marijuana on him. I think the case is good.
1: Yeah, articulable factors. And, and again, we when we use situations, we, if you remember the last uh, kind of public video we referenced was that uh, officer shooting in, what was that, Milwaukee or Minnesota?
0: Yeah, 1.69 seconds.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, you view what happened in the light of the situation as reasonable and necessary and not from what we're doing, you know, Monday morning quarterbacking from 20 to what we call 2020 hindsight. We look at the factors of what happened for this situation during that, you know, you have the officer taking the factors of the shot spotter, you know, they stop two individuals, they take off running, you know, this individual may be armed. Okay. We have the right to detain this person. Not because he's a black male walking through the park late at night and who knows maybe that is could be an ordinance as far as the time timing of the park. but no, they don't really that's not probably their prerogative at that point. They're investigating the sh- possible shooting shots fired incident and this individual may or may not have been involved. Again, we don't have enough to arrest him, but you certainly have enough to detain this individual individual based on uh, all the preceding factors given in the situation. And again, just like Frank said, it's uh, sometimes it doesn't look pretty, but, you know, sometimes it's necessary and that's kind of where we're at. But just my opinion is, you know, when you get people that are taking this, sit, this video and then jumping to automatic conclusions and posting, you know, in today's social media area, it just like goes ballistic as far as blow, blowing up, blowing way out of proportion. You know, I, I, I kind of feel for the officer and the officers involved that. You know, it doesn't it doesn't help us because now we have to second guess the decisions that we that we make. And now, you know, people lose their trust in us when in reality, this guy could have just been doing his job. Yeah, I I think
0: that that's you kind of you know, I'm always wondering what is going through officers minds uh, on the job today, because so many times they are second guessing themselves or taking that extra couple seconds which sometimes is life and death or sometimes, you know, between fight or flight where they're worried about how this incident is going to look on the media, even though they have the complete right to do what they're doing. And, uh, you know, we actually witnessed it the other day with one of our younger officers that we had to, you know, counsel on them where it's yeah. like, Hey man, you're the police. It, you know, if you have somebody for a crime, especially a crime that they're admitting to, then you have every right to arrest them. I don't care if there's people videotaping you or jawjacking. Like you're the police. Jawjacking. So. That
1: should be a word. Word of the day. Jawjacking.
0: I used it like three times so far.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I used but, lip
0: service once though.
1: So. lip service. That's another one that's another one good one. But yeah, that's right. Like you know, we know you have what you have and you know, trust what you know and the information you basically gain from experience and you know, education and teachings and you do what you need to do. And, you know, unfortunately the court of public opinion isn't always good towards police, but
0: that's why we're here.
1: That's why we're here to educate you and why we do what we do.
0: Yeah. But, you know, we understand that uh, many LEOs listen to this and uh, we want you to continue to stay familiar. And with the case law that's coming out, Uh, And, you know, Terry V. Ohio, you should be very intimately uh, involved with and know exactly what's going on.
1: So romantically or intimately, intimately involved with a court case. There you go.
0: Yeah. But with the public, look, this is something that we're going to see many, 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 many times over. This is not going to be the last time that we have somebody say that they were illegally detained. It happens all the time. And sometimes, you know, it happens. And, uh you know the officer may not have had the right to detain you and that's where the court system throws the case out and yep. you know what you know that's what's supposed to happen sometimes it's not what's supposed to happen but we've all been there as LEOs where we don't agree with what the judge decides and we have a, a you know a district attorney's office to appeal if they feel though as though you know it should be appealed but there are routes to take and what we want you to know from law enforcement officers to the public is that on the street is not the time to contest the law that we're telling you you know uh if you're you know if in this case and I want to say even in the uh, we went over another case I oh, know I think it was our very first episode
1: which one was that?
0: The one where it was the vehicle stop.
1: Oh yeah. The vehicle stop. And and that was the first one.
0: The one we kind of criticized the officer and the driver, but either way we were, we said in that episode too, on the street, in the car, on the sidewalk is not the time to have a debate about the law because you're going to end up probably going to the ground and getting arrested for something else that didn't have to happen.
1: Yeah. Well, that officer was kind of a, the Dude. first one, yeah, he was. Oh
0: well, ego. I don't think anybody's debating that.
1: No, but you know, in that situation, again, in that even in that situation, the officer had what he had. You know, you know, he could definitely could have taken another route as far as his verbal, duty. <laughs> but
0: Jeez, he could have yeah, talked to the guy.
1: Yeah, yeah, but uh, still had what you have. You know, you still have the right. I mean, I, I was, I was just thinking here. Like, I've had people tell me that I have no right to detain them when they have a warrant, and it's like. People don't understand. You, you have no right to detain me. Well, actually, you have a warrant. So, yeah, you're coming with me. They, they, Maybe, just, don't, they just don't understand detention. Hmm. But
0: Well, don't go to Oxford Dictionary to look up detention. You should go to vocabulary.com or Merriam-Webster.
1: It's, it's the form. You got to look up detain. Hmm. Right? Detention's a form of the word detain, correct?
0: I still don't know how they can define a word using the word in the definition.
1: I was uh, the, for the two episodes from now, I just started the uh, show notes and I was looking up the word and it was a form of another word. So you got to go look up that, you know, the root word, root word or, you know, whatever.
0: Are you going to have some more uh, Latin for us? No, but
1: you want you want more Latin?
0: I should actually, uh, I should have taken Latin or Spanish yeah. in high school. You know what I took? German. French. French. Yeah. Well, who knew? Yeah. My name was France, Francois. Francois.
1: Francois. I, yeah, have, you... I have no idea what Patrick is in Spanish.
0: Oh, no, it, it wasn't my
1: real name. In, uh oh. Picarda, I, I, I actually took Spanish. That, that benefited me a little bit. I, w- I wish I would have taken more, actually. But, uh, yeah. so But, yeah, I took Spanish because I was smart. All um, right.
0: Well, uh, I wonder, you know, I didn't get too much. We didn't get too much feedback about Kathleen. I was hoping to get some, like, really angry attorneys.
1: Angry attorneys. We, yeah, wouldn't that be fun? Oh, about uh, habeas corpus. and
0: Habeas corpus, martial law.
1: Yeah. Actually, you know, we should have an episode on martial law. Like, I was, you know, I I know the basics of it, but I was like looking it up and I'm like, I don't think the public would want to have martial law, just based on what I was reading about. Mm. And I was kind of looking up when, when was the last time we had martial law?
0: Well, she, she, uh, Kathleen said that last week, she said it was the state of Hawaii yes. declared martial law Pearl, when Pearl Harbor. Harbor. Yep. And then, uh, but I think she said the last time as a country we did it was during the Civil, Civil War.
1: War. I remember that. Yeah, there was another. She's I think pretty I, smart. She is. I looked it up actually. There was another time. I think uh, I'll look it up for another one. But I think it was another state did it in between those two at some point. So maybe during Reconstruction or something. But yeah, so throwing a little history at you. Look up the Warren Court, people. Landmark court yeah. cases. And Frank's got to get out there and weed his garden.
0: I'm going out. Hopefully yeah. I got some mulch delivered. Even though it's not really a, an essential business yeah. that's open.
1: Yeah, Frank, I, I might have to report you.
0: Not me. Uh, I'm just the consumer. All right. All right. Well, we appreciate you uh, coming back for this after action audit that we are going to start calling these. We're probably going to start trying to get them out there about once a month because there's so many current events that... Uh, that the, you know, we try to educate the public on so that they can stay informed with how we do business or why we do business. So uh, reach out to us if you have an idea for an episode or maybe you have a question about something. We will be happy to talk about it for about 45 minutes. We'll give you 45 minutes of our time.
1: Maybe 44 at least.
0: Yeah. All right. So... Again- you know where to reach out to us at. We have our Twitter at L underscore sideshow. We have our Instagram at the LEO sideshow. You could DM us on any of those. And if you feel like emailing, it is the LEO sideshow at gmail.com. Give us a shout out. uh, And we would look forward to hearing from you, getting back to you. Otherwise stay safe out there. LEOs
1: stay inside, stay home. if If you need to,
0: yeah everybody else. yeah we're still doing this covid nineteen. yep shelter at home. yep and we'll see you next week.
1: See you guys, peace out. <laughs>